Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. Thank you for listening. We're here at the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. We are here to talk about some disc golf today. I am actually joined today with my best friend in the entire world, actually an Eagle Scout, if you wanted to know, Eric Wolverton. <laughs> Did you not want people to know you were a... I just didn't think I was going to say it. I don't care if people know. Yes, I am an Eagle Scout. It cracked me up, so I figured, why not? I hope it, I hope it cracks other people up, but being an Eagle Scout is no joke, guys. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I was. Oh, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's, a thing. it's yeah. a fun, Eric. It's a fun fact about you. The one thing I wish I would have done, though, as an Eagle Scout is used my project to build a disc golf course because I see there's a couple places where um, Eagle Scouts have done that. So that would have been cool. Can't you just do it as as an adult? Yeah, that takes more money, though, like my money, which I don't have. Whereas like the whole thing of an Eagle Scout is for your project, you get people to donate. So that would have been like the main difference. Gotcha. All right, donate to Eric's disc golf. Disc golf private course that yeah, yeah. everyone is invited to. I mean, you're an Eagle Scout for life, so I mean. Yeah, Eagle Scout for life. Well, I'm glad that cracked you up a little bit. This is good. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about what we think your favorite disc color says about you. Because like, typically, somebody, once you get a few discs, you bag the same color or you have a favorite. We're going to quickly go over the Waco results, but that was an awesome weekend of disc golf. I watched so much disc golf this weekend. I watched quite a bit too. And then lastly, we're going to do a fun top five random facts about disc golf. Some of these we just learned ourselves, So we have a feeling there's a lot of people out there that didn't know some of this stuff. It's some pretty left field stuff. So it's pretty cool. Make sure you go check us out over at the Teesprings fuck make sure you go check us out over at the teas damn it eric why you gotta okay let me me try one more time i'll shut up make sure you head over to the teespring store that's hard to say i know that's what i'm glad you do Do you think do you think we could just record one thing of the whole thing and you could no, just keep I have no, to do okay. it every I'm gonna do it organically every time. I'm not okay. gonna edit this at all. It's just gonna be raw. The whole f- first half an hour. <laughs> Head over to our Teespring store and we are still doing our oh no discount for free shipping. Our website's currently down because we don't really have the money for a website. So you can check out our link tree that's uh, blinktree.com backslash oh no disc golf we also have an instagram twitter facebook and a pretty awesome tiktok and again we need more uh suggestions for like patreon things we can do i went in there and changed some some things up today so go ahead and check that out hope to see you guys there i'm super excited to announce that we are uh joining the affiliate program for starframe disc golf that comes with a 5% off code that you guys can use to show your support and let them know that we sent you over there. The code is oh no. It's the same one that we were using on our Teespring store as well. So it made it pretty easy. And that is at starframediscs.com. 
S-T-A-R-F-R-A-M-E-D-I-S-C-S dot com. And they got some pretty sweet stuff. So you guys head over there and grab it before we do. It is sweet, yeah. I, there's an Undertaker on there that I'm buying up. There's a um, Zone on there that I'm really looking at. Some nukes. Some nukes. Man, I need some discs. Everybody needs more discs. So head on over there. Use Ono. Get 5% off. We're going to do the same thing. Use that, use that code for 5% off. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I think that was about the best ad we've ever done. Eric, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to get real judgmental and we may hurt some feelings about your favorite disc colors. Uh, we're just basically going to tell you guys what we think your favorite disc colors mean, says about you. Means about throw, you or says about I, you? I, I, I was trying to throw me in there too. Yeah, <laughs> says about you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's going to be uh, maybe a little bit hurtful for people that disagree and that's I think that's okay. You know, everybody's in, entitled to their opinion, own opinion facts, and that's fine. And ours are just right. Yeah. Well, that's your opinion, and that's a fact. <laughs> that's that's a fact. And that's a fact. We'll start with what we think is the best color, and that is pink. It's unanimous for us. Yep, we both like pink discs. Um, we think they look the best, fly the best, easiest to find. They're usually light enough that if you want to add some dye to it, you can get freaky, get some dye in there. I don't know, a bunch of bunch of reasons. What do you got? There's also like the whole throw pink organization that um, I think it's, has something to do with breast cancer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Breast cancer, and they have some cool stamps in their discs. Yep. So that makes it just. I mean, many. There's so many reasons. Yep. We just named off like. 15. Our second favorite is blue, and we we think it's easier to find. We don't really think they fly as good as the pinks, but we just think like pink and blues are the least natural color that you see out in the woods and on the course, so they're easiest to spot. If it's not available in pink, I see if it's available in blue. That's yep. my, my my obvious second choice. The only thing that you will like lose it in is like maybe snow, because sometimes it kind of gets a little bit uh freaky out there but and possibly like water if it's kind of not clear i guess you can kind of yeah fade into that well we all know kyle just what it doesn't go in for water doesn't go after after it the other only thing my problem with blues is a lot of beer cans are blues so when i'm looking for it if people have littered the course with blue can beer cans blue cans beer cans i sometimes see those so pick up trash at your local course please yeah i always do that I and mean, i i don't get why people i know you do litter it's so annoying to me yeah it's literally so easy just to throw it in your backpack carry it right. to the the next trash can my home course there are trash cans like every three holes so yeah it's a joke that people litter as much as they do it's just lazy I, I feel now most people who are littering aren't the people who are like really into the sport. I mean, I could be wrong, but like they're the ones who are going just to, you know, drink some beer, which is okay to just go out and drink some beer, but just pick up actors. Right. We're not your mom. <laughs> like, it's not our job to clean up the trash that you left. It's like, well, we're going to do it anyway. 
Yeah, I do. I usually carry a trash bag in the cart, and I micro swept for like cigarette butts a bunch. So the course was cigarette butt free for a minute. During COVID, this man's been scouring the course and picking up cigarette butts with his lips. Ew. <laughs> Lies. I had a <laughs> I had a little pincher thing that I got from the dollar store, and then it broke like literally two days later. Got the course clean. I'm gonna make you an honorary Eagle Scout. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah, I was never in the Cub Scouts or any of that stuff. Well, why don't you kick off our next color? The next color I actually have a couple of, which is not my favorite, is green. We came up with that you, if you throw green, you probably have some balls of steel, but you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Yeah, you're, you're not afraid to lose a disc. Yeah, the only disc that I have in green, I have two is a Meteor, and then the Nuke SS. It kind of all depends on your environment. If you're not playing a lot of courses with green, it's really not that big of a deal. But a lot of my courses are all, like, wooded. So once it gets, like, in the middle of summer, there's just so much green everywhere. Impossible to find a green disc. Yeah, it's not fun. What's the next one, Eric? Their next one's yellow, and we think you have horrible taste. If you buy <laughs> all yellow discs, they're just... <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, Maybe you got one or two because you found a cheap disc, you know, cheap disc you like to throw, or you found that you got a factory second and that's the color it came in. But if you bag all yellow. Like you've sought out yellow. Yeah. Something's wrong. I mean, there's some sweet yellow discs. Some of the yellow cloud breakers are cool. But if you are bagging all yellow, come come talk to me about who hurt you. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, next kind of <laughs> fits with it is uh, is orange. Um, kind of almost goes with yellow. I, there's some, you know, there's some bright oranges that are easy to see. True. Uh, you there's know, you like get like your hunters, hunter. Yeah. But other than that, are pretty easy to see. Worst. Yeah, especially again, just like wooded courses in the fall, orange leaves everywhere. Red too. Reds. We didn't even put red on the list. <laughs> but Whoa, red during red during the, the fall leaves. Let's just put it with orange. Red, orange. Yep. Yep. You're brave and yep. stupid. And it, orange and red is fine for the middle of summer, but once the once the leaves start falling, man, start bagging green again. Yeah. Maybe it's good to have variety. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said. Except for this next one. Except for this next one. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next one? <laughs> it's clear. You have to be a telepathic person to throw a clear disc on a regular basis or like just be really good like a professional i guess like and you only play it in tournament play where there's a bunch of spotters and like you know that sort but other than those that specific situation i don't see why you should bag only clear discs well i thought maybe they just taped like the led lights on the back that way it shines through kind of both sides you can kind of see like those little led lights for night rounds I mean, that sounds fancy as fuck. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't start off throwing clear discs. You probably won't be keeping that disc for a while. Yeah, what what disc did we lose that was clear of yours for like an entire season? Uh, that's a putter. I can't even remember what it's called. Spin. Spin. MVP spin. Wow. <laughs> and it was just a putter. We lost it in his backyard for a whole year. <laughs> Yeah, whole freaking year. A whole year, but we found it. I actually bagged two clear discs now. They have a little bit of dye on them, but they're still, they're not easy to see. 
if you play in the snow, put your clear discs away for the winter. I guess that, that comes up to our next disc if you're playing in the snow. Throw black. Throw black. Once you go black, you <laughs> cut that. No, I like it. Go go stronger. Say it again louder. <laughs> Once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay, one more. Once you throw black, you never go back. We think if you throw black that you probably grew up listening to a lot of uh, My Chemical Romance, fans of that nature. You really like the Black Parade, maybe? Yep. Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. I also bag one black disc, and I really like it. And I lose it quite often. You must have traded your soul to Satan or something. Not for the disc, but probably. <laughs> We're just going to skip white. No need. Yeah, no comment on that. Just... Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> Unless unless your last name's white, just mm, next color. Even then, nope. <laughs> Sorry, Casey White. <laughs> uh, next is purple, and we think if you are buying purple discs and you're not a Heather Young fan, that you probably were looking for pink or blue, and that's what you got stuck with. Happened to me. Yeah. Purple's really, it's not that bad, but I mean, let's be honest, it's not that great either. I have two purple discs that I regularly throw and they're both, I have to just like basically throw that one. And then I walk up to it. Like I'm not going to throw like that one in with like three more, you know, cause I'm going to mm-hmm. forget where that thing landed. Kind of all depends too on the, on the, the, cause yours are pretty dark purple, I think. Right. Both are. Yeah. Yeah. I got a kind of bright, like a light lavender purple and that one's pretty easy to see. It kind of sticks out pretty well. I don't really throw it much anymore, but I have it. And uh, yeah, sorry if we judged you so harshly, but yeah, I mean, I mean, let us know. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have a favorite color for discs? And if you're not throwing pink, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, get on the pink train. Choo-choo. Pink train. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds pretty perverted, but <laughs> <laughs> only if get you think it. Well, only if you think of it that way. Eric. Get like, your own pink train. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Get off my pink train. <laughs> Boo. We're definitely getting a little dirtier with this episode. Um, oops. Oops. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so Waco at the Beast happened this weekend. Pretty and freaking I, awesome. I watched so much disc golf. Me too. I watched pretty much all the live stuff. I watched everything Joe Mance put up up until when we started recording today. All of the GK Pro, all of the Gatekeeper, anything that was out about Waco, I watched it sometime this weekend. And there's still more to come. Are you just a big fan of the course? or Honestly, I didn't know I was, but after watching it, watching how up and down a lot of the rounds were for people, it was it humbled me, one, a little bit, and... It's like my exact like favorite courses. A little bit of wooded here, some open wide opens. Yeah, bomber, some bomber parts, but it's it's not just like the same thing over and over again. I What's mean, your that... favorite hole? I think mine is like, I think it's seventeen. Is that the big one where it's like dog leg right? Yeah, I think so. There's water on the left, and it's just it's a crazy turnover shot that you have to hit perfectly. And they were in like twenty five mile an hour winds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's 17. Yeah. yeah. that's a, It was a crazy tournament. A lot of young players made it out. I think that's what's cooler, even cooler about Waco is 
it's one of those courses where everybody has a chance. It's not like, like, you know, the Las Vegas challenge, we basically seen all the number one stars right at the top. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of people that we really won't see on too many broadcasts kind of making it up there, which was really yeah. nice. Absolutely. Kale LaVisca killed it. Yeah, he is, he is fun to watch. Never really watched like a ton of him. I always watched like some of his old stuff, but it's cool to see that he's, he's still, still chucking. It. Yeah. Rips. Yeah. He was talking about, I, I noticed on one of the broadcasts, he was like, yeah, I'm looking at like the master stuff. Yeah, he's 35 or 36 now. Yeah. So he's getting up there. Oh, but anyway, my favorite hole is 15, I think. It's the one with like the, it's like right next to a fence. And you have to throw over a um, like transformer area. And it's just it's such a scary looking hole because you can't put too much flex on it. Because if it doesn't make it back over that fence, you're out of bounds way back. But yeah, you just got a straight fairway and... It's long too. It's yeah. like five hundred and fifty feet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and so it and it used to be a par four, and then they switched it to a par three. And people were complaining about it, but I think it makes it so much better. Like it gives a chance for somebody. Did you see Ricky Park that hole in the practice round? I did not. I'm gonna have to check that out, dude. It was a bomb of a shot. Yeah. He went all over. It was pretty much over the fence the entire time. Yeah, I mean, if Crazy. you park it, that's almost what you have to do, but it's scary. <laughs> like, so scary, because you're over OB the, the entire time. And if you don't make it, you're back, you know, basically, you're basically almost routine. It's yeah. just nuts. It's a sweet, it's a sweet uh, one. There's there's a, quite a few different really challenging holes <laughs> on yeah. this course, on that course. All, their, all sorts of different ways. Yeah, there's like natural OB and then there's some manufactured OB, but like it doesn't ever feel like it's detrimental to the play. Whereas there are some courses where it's like, why is there OB there? You know? Yeah, there's lots of lots of just prisons of trees where if you get in there, you have no choice but to just pitch it out to the fairway and lay up. It happened a lot to on the last card or on the last day. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone kind of knew they were in their spots, so they didn't want to didn't want to push it, you know. Right. Don't want to get but, a quadruple. Yeah, but get kicked down a couple spots. Everyone's still got to make the money. That's it. But it was a exciting last day. Um, coming in third was Bradley Williams, who people haven't seen, you know, out out on a star card in a while. He came in at twenty two down. Kale Lavisca came twenty three down. Uh, and he just barely he was one stroke behind right up until uh, hole 18 and lost to Nicola Castro who won it at 26 down which that that was pretty exciting to see just come off a hand injury yeah watching Nico win was pretty sweet I mean besides the whole like wait for each throw but other than that yeah I mean I I can it gets like tedious I think it's it is tedious but I I get it like take your time uh-huh. You're trying to always, win a tur- you're trying to win a tournament. Like do it at your own pace. But. Yeah. I get I'm glad it works for him, but whenever I think about it, it always gives me the jitters to like spend that much time. I feel like I'd be overthinking at that point. Yeah, I do like three like practices and then I go. Like I try and get it in a rhythm, but yeah. it's not like literally it was like almost a minute of him like looking at the basket with the disc in his hand and then wiping his hand on his pants like repeatedly mm-hmm. it's like yeah, dude what, come on 
That's the other thing is it doesn't seem like he has a rhythm. He just like spends as much time as he thinks he needs. And that's just, it's just weird to me. Like, I feel like the really good putters have that routine. Like his, that they, yeah, his rhythm is that he doesn't have a rhythm. It's weird. Yeah. So it, if it works for him, it obviously works for obviously him. Obviously right it now. worked, but yeah. It was kind of difficult to like watch him struggle a little bit at the end and like barely hang on and win it, but it was still a pretty awesome win overall. Yeah, I don't think he ever gave up the lead, but it was getting close there at the end. It was close. Mm-hmm. Some drama at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, with Nico on the card, there's always got to be some drama, right? <laughs> Sorry, Nico. Don't be <laughs> mad at me. Yeah, don't be mad at him. We're fans. We're just, you know, making jokes here. It's, it's kind of what we do. <laughs> and no, if, Nico, if Nico Locascio listened to this, I would be so happy. Even uh, if he yeah. was mad at us, I'd be like, wow. Okay, I did bring him on the show. Talk trash to us, man. Seriously. <laughs> but the going into FPO, that was really exciting for me. I'm trying not to spoil too much, but first place winner, absolute killer, absolute dominant win. But anyway, Sarah Holcomb came in third. At three under, Own Scoggins came in second at negative four, and she came from pretty far back to take that second place. And then Kona motherfucking Star Panis at 16 under, just an absolute insane win. I was just blown away watching it. 12 strokes. Yeah. They're, they were discussing in the booth about how many or what's the record. And Right. Nobody knew offhand, but they just all they said was it had to have been set by Paige Pierce or Katrina Allen, you would think. So which that's what you would think, but I that'd be awesome if she set the new record. It was a dominant performance. Yeah, yeah. If if you get a chance, watch the oh man, I can always get it confused. I think it's it's yeah, which wait, which one does the is it GK that does the skins matches? think so okay so gk bro is doing all the lead card fpo so you can watch all of kona panis's rounds all three of the rounds you can watch of hers and you can just watch her absolutely tear it up sounds awesome let's catch that i always get gk pro and gatekeeper mixed up never know which one's which in my head but all of the coverage all the post-produced coverage all three all jomez gatekeeper and gk pro are all putting out really good content of the post-produced coverage um, everyone's really stepping up their game so watching the post-produced has been been really awesome and then disc golf network live coverage is it has its problems but it's still enjoyable yeah it seemed like they were working through issues but yeah. overall by the last day they had nailed it so really what do you have to complain about yeah and they brought nate sexton in for for this which was i still think three is too much but they seem to work work better. I think that it worked really well. So it's just it's like, why don't they have them in the same booth? Why do they switch cameras like that? I don't know. Anyway, they're the professionals. We're just amateurs, so I'm gonna question them too much. I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, but it's, it's Nate fucking Sexton. If you were a pro, how many times would you be going for the t or the the basket on number eighteen? 540 feet over water i think like if i could make it there yeah if you were like pro if you were like playing mpo i would totally go for it not in the wind but you know well i mean no not in the wind but on the last day oh yeah heimberg made it on the last day 
Yeah, I think Ricky did too. I think Ricky parked. Ricky was such a roller coaster. Eagle made it on day one and then threw it out of bounds on his putt, I think. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe he had such a bad showing. Yeah, it's, it's he's never been one to be good in the woods. And then he's also, I think, still has problems with his mental game. He's obviously a lot better, but. Yeah, he had a bad three putt that. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell just, it was just in his just head. Gets frustrated, and, yeah. And then the next putt, he missed right again, and it was like, "Ooh, man!" You can tell it's it's getting to him a bit. But yep. I mean, still, obviously one of the best putters in the world just needs to find his groove. Yep. I mean, it's it's hard to if I was competing at that level, it'd be hard for her, for me to keep my mental game in check. It's you a know, game like, of perfection. So I mean, yeah. anytime you miss something up. You just start beating yourself up for it. Yeah, that's how you get a broken claw. Yep, I would. I like what would like a broken claw. <laughs> you want a broken hand? No, I want the razor claw with the broken claw on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that was uh, that was the Waco tournament. Hopefully, you guys got to enjoy it. Hopefully, we didn't spoil anything for you guys, but most of it should be out by the time this is out. But. Go check it out on uh, all the YouTube channels. Jomez, GK Pro. Gatekeeper Media. Gatekeeper Media. Sorry, I couldn't remember the last one. Three, two, one. Top Top five. five. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Today, we are doing top five random facts about disc golf. Thank you for listening, guys. We really appreciate you guys listening. And these are all kinds of different facts. Random, I guess you might say. Quote, unquote. But we did try and put them in a list. There are anything from the history of disc golf to how how big disc golf blew up in 2020. A bunch of different stuff here. Five five different things here. Pretty sweet. Exact. I'll kick off number five with National Disc Golf Day is August 4th. So no matter what you're doing August 4th, you're disking. You must disc golf. It's your anniversary, disc golf. Mom's funeral, disc golf. You got some horrible disease, you better get out there and disc golf. Yep. I, I agree 100% with every everything this man is saying. Sorry if your mom really died on August 4th. No matter yeah, no matter how dark it was. You sick right, well, fuck. You, <laughs> you tell me what number four is. Number four, 75% of all disc golf courses in the world are in the United States. We have over 6,000 courses, which is, is an insane number to me. If you had to go play every single course. That would take forever. I would like to, though. I'm down. Do you want to try? Yeah, but I don't like traveling, so it's going to be a problem. Maybe virtually do it. Maybe I can walk. Figure that out. Forrest Gump it. There you go. That's yeah. an idea. <laughs> I won't be able to do a podcast for a while, probably, but... Do it on the road. I mean, probably would sound better anywhere but here. <laughs> Did you know that... 75% were all in the United States. Like, that's a huge percentage of the world's courses. Not until I just found that researching for this podcast. 
and then the, the percentage has grown, right? I think this is fairly new. I mean, it might have might have grown in the in the last little bit, but I think this was only from like 2017 or 18 or 19, one of those years. Gotcha. So a yeah. lot of open time, but somewhere around there. Another fun fact you might not know is it started in 1926 as a game called Tin Lid Golf in Canada, where they literally took like trash can lids or something. And a couple of friends just went out there and tossed it around. Sounds like us with our starter packs. Oh, yeah. We just threw them at trees and then anything we could find. I'm pretty sure we started with us trying to play catch with while one of us was on the trampoline. We did. That's how I started my disc golf career. Yeah, fun, fun facts. We lost a disc in the woods that day. And then finally, 50 years after Tin Lid Golf started... The first official course was designed in Pasadena, California, designed by Steady Ed himself, often referred to as the father of disc golf. He created the first disc golf basket as well as the first patented disc. That was a good, not a num, but much worse. Much worse than a num. (laughs) It's like an elongated um, um, um. Instead of just saying them, you just made a bunch of noises. <laughs> Way better. Don't Way change a thing, Eric. Better. I know. Doing my best. On our top five list, number two is in 2001, the top money receiving player through the tournaments had received just $25,000. His name was Cameron Todd. And don't worry, his winnings have gone up since then. And 20 years later, Paul Macbeth has made $516,000 from his winnings so far. Insane to me. But Ken Climo, too, uh, it, even though it was quite a while, I mean, he did, I don't know what years he was the champion. Do you remember? Um, I don't remember all the years he was a champion, but it was for like 12 like years. 15 of them, he... so... And he started in 1990, so I'm assuming somewhere in, like, the early 2000s. But even he made, like, $400,000, so. But, like, go to, like, most tournaments today for the Pro Tour, and they're taking home, like, $20,000. Nah, I wouldn't say most. The largest one ever has been $20,000. Okay, so what do you say most would be, then? Um, I, I don't know. Me, Give I me a number. Find out. Throw a number out there. No, just just off the top of your head. No research. I would say close to five thousand. I like that. That's a good good number. Like, um, Ledgestone has been famous for having like the highest purses. Do you think they give them like the giant checks, like um, at Gilmore? No, because why wouldn't they put that on the on the screen? <laughs> I want to see those giant checks. Or is that like a COVID thing? It could be. Maybe they used to. That'd be pretty sweet, though. Oh, yeah. That would be. I'd watch just for that. I like the large checks. Yeah, I'd say for right around $5,000. Eric, what's the number one from our top five? Would you call it the climax? <laughs> I would. <laughs> For our number one for our top five is U-Disc recorded over 50 million rounds of disc golf in 2020. 
and that's just recorded rounds. There's plenty of other people who play without using U-Disc, but that is an insane amount of number. Insane <laughs> amount. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just call that an Ericism. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> Following up on that, in August of 2020, what were you trying to? What were you trying to say? An insane amount of rounds, and I just decided to add <laughs> numbers in there, or an insane number of rounds, and I just cut out rounds, and I put amount of numbers. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm losing it. You're good, but in August of 2020, it was Q-Disc's busiest month with 1.6 million rounds recorded. And I think they said something like there was a new round started every 1.6 seconds. So, yeah, 2020 got crazy. People found plastic and they started throwing it in the woods because they thought it was fun. Yeah, disc golf is exploding as a sport. Yeah, there's never been a better time than now to start a disc golf business of some sort. Yeah, get into it. Get into the community. Talk with people. Just, yep. I mean, a lot of people that I've I've talked to on different buy and sell pages just opened their own little buy and sell shop on on the internet, and they just got like a you know small name, small website, and yeah, it's just a good way to to just feel more involved. Follow your dreams. Play disc golf. Follow your passions. Play disc golf. If only follow your passions if they include disc. Okay, golf. yeah, only just golf related passions here. <laughs> Everything else, we don't care. <laughs> but those were our top five random facts about disc golf. We hope uh, hope you guys learned something. If there was facts that you guys think are cooler or funnier or more important, hit us up and uh, tell us what we might have missed. Yeah, we'll, uh, I would love to hear some other facts about disc golf. That I don't have to find scour Google for. Yeah, send them our way. <laughs> yes, we like knowledge. And and amounts of numbers. And that's episode eight. Yay. Yay, we did it. We did it. Episode eight. You did it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. You listen. Yeah, thank you for listening so much. We really do appreciate each and every person that listens to any episode or pretty much anything that we do. And we promise one day we'll be good at this. I think we're getting the hang of it. Yeah. I think we're funny, but uh, I don't know if we, I don't know if we're <laughs> I don't think we're funny, says the person who doesn't listen to our podcast. I listen to every episode <laughs> but the last one. I'm just fucking with you, man. I was too busy watching Waco. Gotcha. I mean, that's a pretty good thing to watch. I was going to tell you, it took me all the way to the last round to figure out why it's called The Beast. Why? Brazos East. Be East. <laughs> I thought it was just because it's a beastly course. I think that's where they kind of like combined it to, but it just makes sense. It is a beastly course. Yeah. Anyway. Just, just a little side digression here. I loved that course. Like I would, that's a, I, I want to add that to my top five courses that I want to go play. That thing looks so much fun. And I'm just going to cry the entire time. And I'm going to lose like 15 discs, but totally worth it. Definitely not trying on for the water though. I'm probably playing from the girl tees. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Today we talked about, uh what we think your main discolor says about you got real judgmental yeah it's pretty funny it was a good list i don't know we we, we tried 
We hope you at least uh, are either mad at us or laughing with yeah, us. Yeah, those are our opinions, and that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we talked about Waco. That was super fun. That was a great tournament. Super entertaining. Yep. Lastly, we did an awesome top five about random facts about disc golf and learned some fun things. Yeah, most of all of those facts we kind of like learned as we were researching for this. So, Yeah, I did not know that there was a National Disc Golf Day, or if I did, I forgot. So, nailed it. So thanks again for listening, guys. Seriously, thank you for listening. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and hit that like button. If you're on a place that where you can hit a like button, throw us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, if possible. That makes a huge difference for us. Uh, thank you to every single person that has thrown us a review. And lastly, thank you to our Patreon supporter, Sean Wolverton. He's the man. <laughs> Head over to our Patreon and get your own shout out too. Yep, we'll shout out every single one. Yep. Lastly, remember to go head over to Starframe Disc Golf. That's starframediscs.com and use the code ONO to get 5% off. Let them know that, I mean, we sent you over there uh, with that code. And it's uh, pretty sweet to be a part of the Disc Golf community, just to be affiliated with another, you know, small business. Anything else? Hit us up on any of our social medias. Just say what's up or... If you have any suggestions for the show, just, to, just I mean, even if you just let us know you're listening. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it. Nailed it. A little, little round of applause. Yeah, good job, Eric. See you guys next time. Proud of you, listener. Proud, proud, of, you. proud, of, you. proud of you. That's episode eight. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the thing. <laughs>